Hello everyone, this is Bola and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. Okay, so we are officially in tax season and so I wanted to record a podcast episode to share some tips and suggestions on what you can do with your tax return and also talk about some tax deductions that you want to make sure you don't forget about when you're filing your taxes. I also want to preface by saying that I'm not a tax accountant, so if you have specific questions about your unique situation when it comes to your taxes, be sure to sit down with your accountant or with a tax expert. But before we get into the episode, a couple things. So number one, I actually want to do an episode where I answer your questions. I've been getting a number of questions from you guys, and I'm trying to compile them into a podcast episode. So if you have questions about money, personal finance, business, send them to me in an email at hello at clevergirlfinance so that I can add them to the list of questions I answer when I record that podcast. Also, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you can head over to iTunes and leave a review for this podcast so other people can find it. And if you haven't already subscribed, please do. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can also listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel and be sure to subscribe there as well because I put videos out every week. So let's talk about what you can do with your tax refund because I know a lot of you who are listening are going to be getting those refund checks in the mail very soon or as direct deposit into your accounts and you want to make sure that you're putting that money to good use and it's not just slipping through your fingers. So getting that refund check, getting that refund deposit can make a huge difference towards improving your finances and also towards helping you achieve your financial goals. And so it is a good idea to have a clear plan on exactly what you're going to be doing with that money in advance of receiving it. This way, like I said, the money doesn't just slip through your fingers unaccounted for. So I'm going to share six suggestions, six tips that you can use your tax refund for that can basically help you make a huge difference in your finances. And depending on your financial circumstances, you can actually do a combination of these different tips. So tip number one is to pay off your high interest debt. Your tax refund check can make a huge dent in your debt repayment process, and it can help you accelerate the timeline in which you're able to pay off your debt. Now, wouldn't that be awesome if you can use your tax refund check to knock out several months of payments? That would be incredible because it's going to move you much closer to your actual debt freedom date. And who doesn't want to get debt free sooner, right? So consider using your tax refund to pay off your credit card debt, your car note, to put it towards your student loans. And I get it. Sometimes folks get their refund checks and they're like, oh, I'm going to treat myself. I've worked so hard all year. I want a vacation. I want a new dress. I want that new handbag. But it's important to be objective and think about the big picture, right? Taking that vacation is going to be amazing, but it's not going to help you get debt free any quicker. And when you're debt free, then you, you free up more money to do more of the things you really want to do. So consider using your check to pay off your debt. Tip number two is to bulk up your emergency savings. So having a fully funded emergency account can contribute to your financial peace of mind and most importantly, help you weather an unplanned circumstance or an emergency. So your car breaks down, you have unforeseen medical expenses, etc. Using your tax refund can help you bulk up your emergency savings and that essentially can go a long way in helping you in an unplanned situation because when you have the cash available, then you are less likely to need to leverage credit and, you know, kind of destabilize all the progress you have made with your finances and paying off debt. Because if something comes up and you don't have any emergency savings, but you've been focused on paying off your debt, then it kind of sets you back if you have to leverage debt to get past the situation. So you want to make sure that you bulk up your emergency savings so that if something does happen you and you need to put your, your debt repayment on pause, you have the cash to get out of that situation without setting yourself back when it comes to um, becoming debt free. 
Okay, so tip number three, invest in the stock market. So your tax refund can go a great way, a long way to help you get started with investing in the stock market if this is something that you have been considering. So you can open up an account with a major brokerage, you can use a robo-advisor, and you can start investing in things like index funds and ETFs, all of which I talk about in great detail on the Clever Girl Finance blog. Just head over to the blog at clevergirlfinance.com slash blog and search investing. And one thing to keep in mind, though, when it comes to investing in the stock market or investing in anything, period, is that you want to make sure that you do your research and you understand, at the very least, have a basic understanding of how the investment works and stop by the blog. There's a ton of content on investing that can guide you. Um, tip number four, catch up on your retirement savings. So if you contribute to an IRA or other type of retirement savings, you can actually use your tax refund to increase the amounts that you contribute if you haven't quite maxed out your contributions for the year. And you actually have until the tax filing deadline in April of the following year to max out your contributions for the prior year. So for instance, you have until April 15th, I believe that's a tax filing deadline for 2018. You have until April 15th of this year, 2018, to max out your contributions for last year. So that is last year being January to December of 2017. So there's a couple ways to do it when it comes to um, catching up with your retirement savings. You can pay your contributions directly to your IRA if you have an independent IRA outside of your employer, or you can increase the automatic deductions that your employer takes out of your paycheck um, for a few pay periods until it equals the amount of your tax refund. Because if you're employed um, and you have a 401k, you can't actually take cash and deposit it into your 401k account. Those deductions happen from your check. So you basically take your tax refund check and keep it aside um, to use, but then you increase the deductions that are taken out of your paycheck until those deductions equal your tax refund. Tip number five, put money towards a short or midterm goal. So if you're thinking of starting a business, you're thinking about saving to buy a house or saving to buy a car, put your tax refund towards that goal and that will help you accelerate how quickly you're able to achieve that goal. And tip number six, invest in your personal development and help others or help others. So Investing yourself is always a sound investment, especially if you invest in things to improve your knowledge or your skill sets. It could be courses, it could be a certification to help you get a better paying job, it could be something to help you improve your finances, it could be something to help you excel in your business. Um, invest in yourself and you won't regret it. Personal development helps you grow, it helps you continue to grow and helps you to continue to improve yourself and I don't think that ever ends. You always want to constantly be working on your personal development. Also, you can also consider giving some money to a charity or to a worthy cause that you are passionate about. And just giving back in itself has its own big rewards because you touch somebody else's life and that in itself is a blessing. So when it comes to what you do with your tax refund, those are the six tips. And it's all about putting your dollars to work for you. And having a plan in place for that refund check is going to help you make sure that you don't blow that money on things that don't matter, on frivolous items. This way you don't look back and be like, oh my God, what did I do with all that money? You want to make sure that you're putting the money that you worked so hard for because you did work for that money. You worked hard for that money that you're getting in a refund check. It's not like somebody's giving you a bonus. This is actually money that you earned. You want to make sure that you're putting that money you worked so hard for to good use. So now let's talk about some of those deductions you want to make sure that you keep in mind when you are filing your taxes.
So I'm going to share with you a list of eight different deductions that are most commonly overlooked. And you want to make sure that you're keeping these deductions in mind when you file your taxes. That way you're not leaving any money on the table. So the first deduction you can make is a deduction for your tax preparation fees. You can actually qualify to deduct the cost of your tax preparation if you hire an accountant or you go to a tax planning firm or something like that, as long as the deduction is for the year in which you paid for the tax preparation. So you can file, if you're filing taxes for 2017, you can actually um, file a deduction for your tax preparation fees for 2017. Number two, you can actually deduct your contributions to charity or for volunteering at a charity. So if you gave money to a charitable organization as a donation, you can actually write this off on your tax return. And also, if you volunteered at a charity and you incurred mileage or you had travel expenses as a result, you may also be able to include these costs as part of your tax deduction. Um, number three is a big one, and this is child care costs. So if you have a child or a dependent under the age of 13, you may qualify for a tax credit on your on the cost for your daycare, having a babysitter, having an au pair, summer camp, etc. And this could add up to 35% of qualifying expenses, up to $3,000 for one child or dependent or up to $6,000 for two or more children or dependents. So basically, if you have one child under the age of 13, you can actually get a tax credit for up to 35% of $3,000 of costs that you spend on their daycare, babysitting, etc. So childcare costs are a big one and you want to make sure that if you have kids and you fall into this category, you are getting those tax credits. Number four, uniforms for work. So if you work at a job where uniforms are required, you can can actually see if you can claim a deduction for the amount of money you spent on buying those uniforms and also on laundering those uniforms if your employer does not offer a reimbursement for them. Isn't that cool? <laughs> okay. So number five, you can deduct your sales tax or your income tax. So you have the option of deducting your state and local sales tax or your state and local income tax, which you paid over the year. What will make the most sense for you depends on where you live and how high or low your state income taxes or your state sales taxes. So for example, if your state income tax is very low, if you live in a state where income tax is really low or you don't have any income tax at all, then it might make more sense for you to deduct the the sales tax that you paid instead. And you also want to make sure that you have the right records to prove what it is that you're going to deduct and be sure to get the right clarification from a tax professional. So this is just basically high level information I'm giving you around this sales tax or income tax deduction, but you want to sit with a tax professional to make sure that you understand what it means for your own personal situation. Okay. So number six, mortgage interest. You can deduct your mortgage interest if you own a home. Um, you are eligible to deduct that interest on your mortgage as long as the loan was the loan that you got for your mortgage was under a million dollars. Number seven is college credit. So you may qualify to claim a lifetime learning credit for any qualified tuition and associated expenses that you paid for a student enrolled in an eligible educational institution as long as your income is less than $65,000. So this credit is worth up to $2,000 per tax return per year and it applies to those qualified education expenses that you paid for a dependent child as well as for yourself or for your spouse. So number eight is investment fees. So all of your investment related expenses, such as the commission you pay to brokers, custodial fees, and any other investment related expenses that you may have incurred can be filed as deductions on your tax return. 
So those are some of the most commonly overlooked tax deductions. And again, you want to make sure that you talk to your tax preparer or a tax expert before you file any of these deductions to make sure that you meet the qualification requirements and also be sure to check the IRS guidelines and make sure that you have the proper documentation and records for these these deductions before you file them. I have created an actual blog post on all of this on the Clever Girl Finance blog. So there is a blog post on the six things to do with your tax refund. And there's also a blog post on these tax deductions you don't want to forget when you're filing your taxes. And I put links there to the IRS guidelines. So head over to the blog and check those out. The bottom line is that when it comes to filing your taxes, you want to make sure that you're not leaving any money on the table. So make the effort to have a plan for what you plan to do with your tax return, and also make sure that you get all the deductions that you qualify for. So I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this episode. If you have, please, please subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. You can listen to episodes on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash clevergirlfinance. And please head over to iTunes so you can leave a review um, so other women can find this podcast. And like I mentioned at the beginning, if you have a question you want me to answer on the podcast, send me the question in an email, hello at clevergirlfinance.com. I'm going to be compiling them for a podcast episode um, that will be coming up very soon. And if you're in that space where you're trying to get your finances in order and you need some help and you want to join a community of women who are doing just that, check out my accountability program at clevergirlfinanceacademy.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll be back again with a new episode very soon.